0: has been investigating the disappearance of Trudy Appleby for years. His passion for the job and finding out answers to the missing 11-year-old girl is why I decided to sit down with him and talk about the case. Mind you, because it is an open investigation, a lot of details cannot be released, but in the conversation we have, it gives insight to what police continue to search for after all this time. Tribune Audio Network the cases of missing and murdered in the Midwest, we're digging deeper with guests who see these crimes from the inside out. This is Crime Chat. And here's your host, Toria Wilson. It's been very fascinating to me for a long time because I've lived here my Mm -hmm. entire life. So for me, you know it's being able to try to break it down for people because we we report the way I feel like we report it is is that what's happening now and it's hard to take it back to 96 and say, you know this is all that's happened in that mm-hmm. time yeah.
1: so nope I can tell you whatever you want.
0: so when did you first start uh, with this case?
1: 2016 maybe
0: 16 and were you just assigned to it or were you like generally interested in trying to um
1: i i worked on every, all i got assigned to all the other cold cases at Moline. Oh okay. So then when the guy that had this one got promoted to lieutenant got promoted out of investigations they assigned this one to me.
0: Oh, okay. So and this is something that i'm guessing you're generally passionate about.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's exciting. It's I mean, they're hard cases. Yeah. You know, so the harder you know if the case, the bigger the challenge, and the bigger the reward.
0: Yeah. With that, where did you where did you first begin with Trudy? Did you start looking like right at the beginning, or were you just like, okay, where do I go from here?
1: No, I just got to you gotta review the whole thing. Yeah, you start it over and and just review, read the reports in the beginning, and do it all over again. So yeah, that, that that way you have a clear understanding of what's going on and what's where you're at and why you're where you're at and.
0: Mm-hmm. So. When you looked back at 96, were there anything, was there anything that popped out at you originally as to, you know, what made this so different, what made this so difficult?
1: I think looking back, and in, in, we have the benefit of hindsight. Mm-hmm. I have the benefit of hindsight. Um, I believe we had opportunities to solve this case in 1986. Um, but again, I say that with the benefit of full hindsight.
0: Yeah, hindsight it's been, I mean, 23 but, years yeah. of, you know...
1: Um, so, it, you know, these cases are hard, you know, when it comes out, it, you know, you think it's 11, 12 year old girl just went away from home,
0: mm-hmm. went to
1: their friend's house, isn't where they're supposed to be. Um, so, so, you know, you're not, you're not putting all the resources in it that first couple hours. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, we're still working on it and we're gone.
0: Yeah. Because I mean, just even a couple of years ago, not, what was it last year? You guys were passing out flyers of Trudy's face and trying to, you know, yeah, get the word out.
1: We're trying to do some old school things. We mm-hmm. very often put stuff on our social media regarding Trudy. Um, my job as a detective is to keep it fresh, yeah, and to keep it in people's mind. The more people that talk about Trudy Appleby, the more likely it is someone's going to slip up and say something. Someone that's involved, someone that has information. So it's my job to keep it fresh. Yeah. The only If I don't say anything about Trudy or the media doesn't say anything about Trudy, then it just goes away and people forget about it mm-hmm. other than Trudy's family and friend, her family and friends. I apologize. And it, it's just forgotten about. And the only people that benefit from that are the people that did this mm-hmm. or the people that know about it, people that assisted in the cover-up. So we got to keep it fresh. And sometimes we do that through 2019 means like social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And, you know, last year we did an old school means, passed out, you know, paper flyers. And hope- hopefully that would elicit responses. Um, we've done billboards. You know, that's an old school tactic. Yeah. So everything we can do to keep Trudy relevant and keep Trudy in the foreground of people's minds and thoughts. And we're going to continue to do that until it's, it's solved.
0: Yeah the billboards i mean they popped up two years ago almost
1: it's been about about a year and a half
0: year and a half has has that generated any tips at this time i mean
1: yeah, we we get a significant amount of tips really um, you know we used to get tips all the time and they were most of them were off the wall tips since i've taken over the case we've really tried to um guide it um we really kind of narrowed down who our suspects are, who we believe is involved. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to get tips that Trudy would, was working at Milan High You know, we used to get that Trudy was living under her real name and just didn't want to come home in California. Um, we used to get some really off the wall tips, and so we really narrowed it down. Yeah, um, and that's helped the public narrow it down because there's a lot of people in the public that thought they knew, thought they and didn't know what they knew. Yeah. But then Once we told them who our suspects are, they're like what I know is correct, and so they've called us.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and that's helped. It's helped the case out greatly. You know, I, I still, I still think I'm very optimistic. We're going to solve it.
0: I mean, and that optimism, I mean, that that keeps you going, and that keeps other officers going. I'm guessing to make sure that this is solved, because I know, I know Brenda obviously died. You know, in that in that car accident, and then with. You know Dennis still being alive, especially you know y- you want to solve it and se- not not only for Trudy but you know for him because he's- yeah of
1: course, you know Dennis is in his 70s now yeah um, he's still very passionate about the case. Trudy's aunts and uncles. she's got cousins still alive. her uh, one cousin is uh, a multimedia major at Columbia in Chicago and she just did it should be coming out soon. She's did a wonderful documentary on Appleby It was amazingly done. Um, and she did it from the perspective of she's a family member.
0: Yeah. Because um. see, I'm just a community member. You know, I, I've lived in Davenport my whole life, so I know of it. You know, and and being in the media, like it's helped me understand it. And and with you know the time and research that I put into obviously digging into what's been reported, you know, that's that's where I understand what I know. Mm-hmm. So. I think from the perspective of a family member, though, I think that that's where the public, you know, needs to know.
1: Yeah. And, and the family knows. The family, they, they obviously know more than the public. Mm-hmm. Um, we share details with the family. You know, it's my job to, my responsibility to make sure that, that Dennis is informed of what's going on. Um, he shouldn't hear it from the media. He shouldn't hear it from anyone else other than me. Yeah. Um, you know, that's my responsibility, a police officer. Yeah. And we owe it to the family. So, you know, obviously there's stuff that we tell them that, you know, that they, they, you know, we ask them to keep between us. There's some investigative things that, you know, we have to talk to them about. And we ask that they don't share it publicly just because it could hinder our investigation.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember in, in digging around one of the things that was, was reported actually from our station, and this was years ago that there was a note that said Trudy was alive in Utah and, and we reported about it um, around the year 2000 and obviously the family was mad and the, the knowledge of this letter was you know questionable and everything I mean has other instances like that other than those tips ever come up?
1: Oh yeah they, they quite often um, as recent as a few years ago there's somebody had checked a book out of the Rock Island Public Library on their 30th Street branch there. And there's a note in there that said this person killed Trudy and Trudy's buried in the basement in Moline um, so then obviously that person gets it turns the letter over to us we look into it it's it's false it has nothing to do with it. it's just probably third party harassment on the you know guy that we had to go after and mm-hmm. you know search his basement and do all that stuff yeah. so it it happens. Um, yeah. We got a tip the other day that she was, you know, buried in the backyard of a house in Moline, and she was just buried a couple weeks, you know, a couple of months ago. So there's just, unfortunately, because of the publicity, we also, it draws out the, uh,
0: the crazy, the crazy yeah. people.
1: And, and, but you know what, I, I think as a police department, we do a good job of dismissing those because they're, they're false on the face. Yeah. And, and it's like, we're not going to waste our time and resources chasing leads that we know are bogus and are are dreamt up, you know, in someone's mind, yeah. As opposed to more factual. Mm-hmm. If there's any f- basis for fact to the to the tip, we obviously follow those up. But if it's she's working under the name Trudy, Appleby at the Milan Hive. We obviously don't follow those up.
0: Yeah, because there was not too long ago there was the search on Campbell's Island where we had cadaver dogs out there and everything. And, and that obviously turned up nothing, but that seemed like a substantial tip at that time.
1: It did. And, um, you know, I was very optimistic. Um, at the time we thought we were just crossing a tip off the list, mm-hmm. but it turned out to be maybe something else. I'm not sure what was going on there, but in the sense that, you know, the cadaver dogs were pretty certain that there was something there. And then we dug and dug and dug and didn't find anything. Um, So, you know, but we also got to remember that Kimmel's Island was the, you know, site of a significant battle among Native Americans in the 1800s. Um, There's, you know, body parts and burial grounds all over that island. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that cadaver dogs would still smell a decaying, uh, you know, decomposing human from 200 years ago. So... That's, it's a plausible explanation for what happened up there.
0: Yeah. Do you ever get disappointed that that things aren't happening as quick? I mean, it's been 23 years, should be 35 this year.
1: Um, yeah, I think any time you, you know, especially on Camel's Island, you go out and get cadaver dogs and cannabis dogs hit and you're starting to dig. Um, I get disappointed that I feel like I necessarily get the family's hopes up. I don't want to take the family on a roller coaster ride of emotions. They've been through enough. I, I couldn't have possibly imagine what they've gone through, what they're going through. Mm-hmm. So I try to tamp out expectations. I tell them, you know, we are doing everything we can. We're working our butts off on this case. They're working their butts off on this case. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to take them on an unnecessary roller coaster ride of emotions again, thinking that we're going to solve this and bring their daughter home or their granddaughter home, their niece home, just to let them down again. Because I, I could imagine that it probably sends them on the... You know, takes him back to day one, day two in 1996, and I, I just couldn't imagine. But my heart couldn't take it. Yeah. So, I feel for him. Um, so, we try to do everything we can while while being respectful of, of their emotions and what they're going through as a family.
0: When the suspect was named um, around 2012, was there a sense in the police department that this was this was closer? To closing was there was there other officers who fl- felt like you know that you know we're inching closer to this
1: um, I believe we named him in 2016
0: 16 yes
1: um, and you know I, yeah mm-hmm. it, it did it did pulse closer A significant amount of tips came in yeah um, you know I don't think that he's the only one involved that that's what we've learned since since we've named him we've learned that other people are likely involved and those names probably will come out soon. Um, for those that can't see, I wink. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, and it helps us. Because people know. People are like, relationship changes. People that were in a relationship with one of these gentlemen in 1996, they're not likely friends anymore. They're, the lives of these people have lived, the... the Relationships that they've been through, things that they've done to people, the estrangements they've had from people, those people that are harboring secrets, might it just takes one us to say one name for them to be like, I knew it, I knew it, and this is why I knew it, and then they call us, and then we and then we solve the case. Yeah, it's really that easy. Um, and there are people out there that watch WQAD, that will listen to this, that read the newspaper, that they know exactly what happened, and they're. They either don't know that they know or they're just just got that little bit holding them back and we're doing everything we can to try to get it out of them.
0: Yeah. And I mean I mean it, it it doesn't feel like, you know, that the police isn't doing that. It feels like, you know, I mean there's always updates. There's always something that says, you know, we're still continuously looking. I don't I don't ever feel like in the in the years, you know, since I've, you know, kind of realized that this was going on, that this is something that just kind of fell to the wayside. Because I know Moline Police is obviously busy. You know, there's, there's you know, crime <laughs> every day. <laughs> so it's not like this has fallen into the back of the minds of of anybody on, on the police department, it feels like. Yeah, and I, w-
1: I would venture to say that this couldn't even be considered a cold case. You know, a cold case is a case that has no leads. Um, this has leads. This isn't a cold case. Um, people tend to think it's a cold case because it's 23 years ago. hmm but it's not a cold case. Means it's it's frozen. It's not going nowhere. We don't have no leads. No one's talking about it. People are talking about it. People talk about Trudy every day. I mean, this little girl has had such an impact on this community and people's lives that, you know, on un- for very unfortunate circumstances. But but her legacy lives on, and in hundreds of thousands of people in the Quad Cities have has hold her in such high regard. I mean, she's like everyone's daughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, you know, and everyone cares about her, everyone thinks about her, and we're going to do everything we can to bring her home.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that moving forward with whatever information is released, I think that that, I feel like that could bring finally the answers. I feel like, you know, that that one, you know, like you said, that one tip could bring something, you know, to, you know, the forefront and be able to help, hopefully solve this case. Because I think that, like, looking back, you know, like you said, you know, in 96, in hindsight, you know, there could have been mistakes made. You know, there was, you know, probably, you know, things overlooked. And now looking in 2019, you know, obviously we see that now. But... The, the, the work that Moline Police does, I mean, I, I see it, you know, we see it on social media especially, you know, that this is right there, you know. I think that it's just very fascinating that the Moline Police Department hasn't given up, you know.
1: We haven't, and we're going to continue to work on it, and we can't give up. And like I said earlier, we have to continue to keep it in the forefront of people's minds and thoughts.
0: Yeah.
1: And we're doing everything we can to do that.
0: The boat that was found... Do we have we heard anything from the FBI at this point? Because that was found in December, and we we announced it on our station in January, I believe,
1: or fe- or early February.
0: Yeah, has has the FBI given any updates to that at this time?
1: So they completely dismantled the boat. Their evidence recovery team um, they use DNA swabs, hundreds and hundreds of DNA swabs, um, to the point of kind Of an interesting side fact in history here is you know that the FBI was the government was on shutdown during that time, so the FBI couldn't buy buckle swabs to you know, so the, the, our police department bought them buckle swabs and set it down there. Mm. It's kind of a, you know, the impact of the federal government shutdown is so so wide, so <laughs> wide that you don't you know, it how you know how it affects mulling, yeah. So it's kind of interesting, but they've said you know, they sent. They'll send it in um, shipments out to their lab in Quantico, Virginia, mm-hmm. and they'll analyze it for DNA once they do find... If they do find d- human DNA, then they'll extract a, a DNA sample and see if we can compare it to the known known sample for Trudy.
0: So no answers at this time, None though?
1: No, yeah. But it's, it's going to take time, and we knew it was going to take time. Yeah. The DNA process... I don't know enough about it mm-hmm. um, to go into it, but the de- it's a pretty extensive process and it takes time. And then you can imagine that you have hundreds of samples. So. Yeah,
0: because they were saying that, that the fiberglass could definitely hold something.
1: It could because it's a porous substance, so yeah, it could hold it and it'll go within the strands of fiberglass as opposed to, uh, you know, a piece of metal it'll just, you know, can be washed off, so. That's crazy. That's really crazy. Let's hope we get lucky.
0: Yeah. I know you've said it before and I think every time you say something to the effect, I think it's very powerful. But if you had the opportunity to speak to the people who knew or who know something, I mean, what would you
1: really say to them? You know, I've spoken to a couple of them. Obviously, I can't speak to Ed Smith because he's dead. Yeah. Uh, But there's other people that are alive that know, that participated, that I believe participated. Um, it's time to come forward. This is a 11 year old girl. You know, they have an opportunity to absolve themselves, to find resolution in their own lives, to get this weight off their chest. Um, you know, there's to there, some of the people involved in this case are coming are getting in the later later stages of their life. There's going to come a moment where they're taking the last breath and. You know, depending on their religious beliefs, they may be trying to find God at that time, and you know they've done some pretty horrible things that they have to atone for. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you want atonement and absolution and resolution in your own life, they need to get this off their chest. And they know my number. Um, they know to, where to contact me at and how to get a hold of me. And although I'm not a member of the clergy, I can sure help them. Um, and there's the possibility mm-hmm. that. You know, a deal could be worked out that they wouldn't have to face prosecution. Um, first one that comes to the table eats the best, and first one that comes and talks is going to you know, get the best deal. And I, I have no problem with them not going to jail. Um, I, have, I don't think the family does. Uh, we want to find Trudy. We want to bring Trudy home. We want to give Trudy the proper burial that she deserves. And, and hopefully the family can find closure. Um, the best that you can given the circumstances of this case.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming in with this because, no. I mean, like I said, I, I think that people should know more about what happened and people should know the full story and the scope as best as they can with it being an open investigation, obviously, you know, and when those answers
1: do come out, you know. And we don't withhold a lot. You know, obviously we get some tips that we have to f- follow up on. So, but, we're only going to solve this case with the help of the community. Moline Police Department is not going to solve this case by itself. Yeah, um, we're asking the community for tips, and if we're asking the community to work on this case with us, we got to be put the case out there for the community to know about. There's, we can't have secrets. Obviously, we got to hold some stuff back because we're going to mm-hmm. investigate it. But we put it out there. We tell the community everything we know, and you know we're. The community is great. It, look at our social media. The community, the way they help us out, the way they support the Bowling Police Department, sure, from time to time, we're not perfect, but they're great, and, and we're going to solve this case because of the community. And this is this is just reflective of the Quad community that we live in. It's why it's so great here.
0: Definitely. So thank you again.
1: Thank you.